to Making Your Choices Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Kozera. We're back again. And by we, I mean my hubby and myself. Say hi, babe. Hi, everyone. Glad to be back. Yeah, after a while, we are back. (laughs) And of course, Emma has been behind the scenes doing the sound and the production. Even though the last episode I posted, I posted the wrong version. (laughs) Sorry, babe. Those are mysteries, family things, but <laughs> glad that you guys are always out there listening. And yeah, let's have this too. <laughs> oh gosh. So I think part of the reason why I'm laughing is because I didn't get much sleep last night. <laughs> but anyway, that brings us to what we're talking about today on Making Good Choices is our new addition to the family, Doxablaze Cosera, our little boy. He was born November 8th. And we wanted to talk about the choice that we made to have a home birth and then just talk about our experience. By the way, when we talk about home birth, it's not something so common out here in Uganda. So to my Ugandan listeners, uh, it's where you choose to give birth from home rather than going to the medical center or hospital. So that's more about what we're talking about. Yeah. So... We started out, whenever we found out we were pregnant, we started going and to different hospitals and checking out the facilities, the, the staff. And, I mean, there were good hospitals. Yeah, there were good hospitals, right, as you said, because uh, getting the news that you're pregnant, the excitement, we're like, this is going to be a nice and wonderful experience. So let's look out for the best of the best so yeah we went to some of the best medical places with the best facilities and uh we what we believe like the best medical people so we we, we went out and checked everything and for some places there were, were like really nice delivery rooms even with a huge bathtub if you wanted a water birth even the room for the mom and dad to stay in, it was like a luxury hotel. <laughs> it was nice. Right, yeah. To sum it up, like, everything looked beautiful. But always inside our instinct, there was something that was lacking. Uh, something did fill up the gap of why we could choose to be in that particular hospital. So that's, uh, we were like, yeah, this place is nice. Some people are good, but... But always this, something came off and we, we, we didn't settle in for that. Yeah, like one of the places we went, there were really nice facilities, equipment, but the staff was <laughs> so off. <laughs> and, and it would be things like that, like one thing or another. Or if, it, if things were really nice, we just didn't have peace about it. And if you know Emma and I, we are not hospital people. Yeah. <laughs> so... Yeah, by the way, talking about hospital things, uh, uh, <laughs> it's, it's funny because we got engaged in the hospital. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> we, we got engaged in the hospital, but uh, the purpose therein was uh, redeeming, like he, bringing healing and uh, health uh, to the world. So uh, it's not like just well we really want to be but there is something so deep with our relationship connected with hospitals <laughs> and we have this saying with us like we don't get sick that's yeah. 
that's all you- well that comes from isaiah yeah like the the scripture i can link it i can't remember the reference that yeah. none shall say that they fall sick so right. we always say we don't get sick so for us to be in the hospitals it was kind of ironic like <laughs> like mm. thinking about putting our money in hospitals no if you are a healthcare professional Believe me, we thank you and we we trust you. <laughs> um, but for us, it was just weird. Like we were, we would go to the hospitals and there just wasn't the, that peace that you know. Whenever you are, you do make a good choice that there should be. And so, um, actually, before I even moved here, healthcare and like when when being in labor and delivery that was one of the most asked questions that people would ask me so whenever you have kids like are you going to give birth like in a specific hospital how's the health care like do they have epidurals and and all of that and honestly i didn't know um but i just said i, I don't know i'm just moving to uganda and god will work that out yeah. so we checked out the hospitals and Honestly, home births have, have always, like, intrigued my interest, like, piqued my interest. But I, I thought, I honestly, I didn't think that was an option here because it's so rare. I mean, it's rare in the States, too, but it's super rare. So I didn't even think that was an option. Actually, for me, I've never heard about it until you you, you are talking about it. For, for us here, yeah, it's... Mm-hmm. It's something which is not so common. Yeah. So whenever you talked about it, I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> because traditionally here, some ladies find themselves giving birth outside or even in plantations. Yeah, like in, in the village. Like in gardens. Yeah. But thinking about it, it was something which when you first talked about it, it couldn't settle in my mind because such ladies who do that, uh, it's because of the disadvantage. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's a bad thing. So, um, our pastor, actually, Pastor Amy, she had heard of this midwife. And one day she was like, I, I know of this midwife. I've heard about her for, for years. And I'm going to be meeting with her. Like she wanted to meet with her maybe to see if there was any connection that we could have with ministry or anything like that. And she goes, I'm going to meet with her. Do you guys want to come and meet with her <laughs> as well? And so one morning we went with Pastor Amy and met with this midwife. Her name is Diane. And we talked about, you know, what she does. We shared what we do in our ministry because, you know, we have a very unique ministry. And so we wanted to explore that more. So um, to see, like, how we could expose people to what do you call it? Midwifery. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then um, actually through talking to Diane, I felt really good about home birth being an option. How um, did you feel? It was interesting to get to learn <laughs> that there is another part of the world. <laughs> yeah. came so unique. and But above all, that the fact that the, the spirit like brought peace with it and confirmed it in my spirit. I was so excited about everything. Yeah. And so Diane, our midwife, she actually has a clinic in one of the biggest slums in Uganda. And she, that's her ministry. She offers free health care, which is really like 
um, free labor and delivery to moms and so in the slums. And so that's her ministry. However, she also does home births and that's more, um, like people will pay for that, obviously. And so she's able to, to literally be with people in the slums and then be with people who could be working for the UN. <laughs> she has, um, a wide variety in her ministry. So she, and she's from Ireland. So she's Irish. It's pretty cool. Um, so we decided to go with the home birth and long story short with that, we had appointments. She would come to our house, check for the baby's heart, heartbeat, blood pressure. Yeah. And it's, it was always a cool experience and there's not a lot of pressure. There's not a lot of people around and chaos. Yeah. Uh, like you could experience when you go out in other hospitals and it was no really, waiting. No waiting. Yeah. <laughs> it was really a nice experience getting through all those months. Yeah. yeah. And she's very funny and very cool. So, um, yeah, throughout that process, we, of course, she had us go for a scan, uh, with one of her friends, doctor a doctor in town so we went there we had a scan we found out that it was a boy and we had a name and how did we choose the name first of all talking about the home birth uh one of the things that settled out for me is the fact that i understand a child coming to earth is another I call it a portal. I call it like a, a, a gate. It's yeah. a gate into another world. And there is a lot of contention that comes in there. The, more so if a child has a purpose. Like everyone has a, a purpose. Because the Bible says before he created us, he knew us. Mm-hmm. He ordained purpose upon us. He says, I called you to be a prophet to nations. Even before you were born in your mother's womb. You are conceived in your mother's womb. So there is purpose for every child. Now, when the, the devil will always, <laughs> won't be excited about your purpose or yeah. anyone's purpose. So when a child is coming into the earth, uh, there is always contention. And, uh, this reminds me in scripture where the devil fought the birth of people like Moses to an extent that he had to kill yeah. all the boys. It also happened during Jesus' birth. Uh, yeah. a, a lot of boys, a lot of children died because there is something big coming out. Yeah. So when we talk about uh, a home birth, it is, uh, uh, it is that place where I knew I could secure an environment for, for this big guy coming in. Mm-hmm. Uh, I knew the, the environment could be set like which you can do probably you can do it out in other hospitals but you know which people you want in what right. kind of oh, noise or worship or uh, activities are going on in the in, in the neighborhood around so that you can tame the environment right. so so that's one of the things that really settled me with the home birth i could tame the environment so because this gate yeah. <laughs> with the contention that was there for we believe this guy is gonna be big so with the big purpose 
So we had to secure that, that gate. And now, coming to your question of the name. Yeah. Talking about the name, my, my version is that big. <laughs> He's called Dr. Braze. Dr. Braze. Tell us what is Dr. <laughs> Dr. First explain that to the uh, guys. So, the actually, whenever you we were in worship in our Bible school, um, I felt like the name Glory, like coming to me. So I go to Emma and I tell him, and he's like, "Okay, but Glory is not the name." Yeah, because Glory, 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 as beautiful as it sounds, it didn't have a distinctive uniqueness uh, around it mm. that's why i was like uh, yeah it sounds good but, but i don't feel like that's the real pronunciation of, of or the real thing that has to come out yeah yeah so as we actually were in a course in Karis, the bible college that we're in uh then the word doxa came across and that's the greek word that's used in the new testament for glory and so i was like mm, that's interesting doxa yeah yeah because um i've been studying for a while and uh, i studied about glory some years ago and uh, i know about the there's the what we call the shekinah glory yeah. we have what they call the cupboard glory but the highest glory of the person of god is the doxa glory mm. so talking about doxa I, I, when you say doxa i just speak that my spirit just speak that and because i i, I feel what god has for this style is not anything connected with human anything connected <laughs> yeah. with other things yeah yeah right so one night i had a dream and i he kept hearing the name doxa blaze and blaze wasn't even we hadn't even <laughs> even talked about, talked it, about it thought yeah. about it mm -hmm. and so i knew that was from the holy spirit and so i said what about doxa blaze and mm -hmm. then you said that's yeah. it that's it. <laughs> that's it that's it yeah god confirmed it through the scriptures Mm -hmm. uh that scripture you talk about in john yeah and john whenever jesus says the same glory that you've given me i've given to them that they may be one and then there's a scripture in colossians that talks about colossians chapter 1 verses 26 to 27 says the mystery which has been hidden from ages and from generations but now has been revealed to his saints to them god willed to make them to make known what are the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory? So, uh, I realized that there is that thing of God He wants to reveal to people, and he, uh, we are so blessed that He chose to, to even manifest it greater in our child. Yeah. Yeah. So that's how we chose the name, and we didn't share it, you know, so. When I, but we did have um, like a big wooden <laughs> placard made to go in his, well, I, I wouldn't necessarily call it a nursery, his room, his nook, <laughs> his, his corner that we have for him. So anyway, the funny thing is, is that mom, my mom, and her close friend, yes. Nancy, we, <laughs> we call Nana Nancy, and my mom is Nana. Uh, they're both Nanas. So they both have grandkids. 
they book their tickets, they fundraised to come here to Uganda. And so they had originally planned to actually arrive on the 8th, which would have been really crazy. And when we went for our scan, doc, the doctor said um, the baby's going to be earlier than the 11th, which was the original date. And so they said, well, let's push it back and let's arrive. When, when did they arrive? On the 2nd? Kind of a week earlier. Yeah. They arrived a week earlier. And so whenever they got here, they spent their whole first week literally doing missions. I mean, working with the kids, working with church. And it was really beautiful having that experience of nanas with the young kids. Literally, they got the whole village on fire yep. with the gifts of the Holy Spirit. <laughs> the fruit. The fruits of the Holy Spirit, right? And uh, uh, even the, the kids still sing about that song, right? Yeah. Yep. And that song, st they, they taught them a song and it's still in my head, <laughs> but, it, but it helped. And so the first week, I mean, it was just full. And whenever I was planning like what they would do, I felt like I didn't have any liberty to plan after Monday the 7th. <laughs> so on Monday the 7th, which was the day before Doxa was born, um, we, Drove around Kampala, like specifically so they could experience town, which if you've ever been here or been in a, on a mission trip where there's crazy, crazy traffic, it's nothing like the United States. It's like bumper to bumper. There should be two lanes, but they make five because why not? If, if the car can fit, then you drive there. So we took them into town. We had a great lunch. Um, and we even went to share the love that night, the night before Doxa was born, and did Bible drill stuff. We we taught them, you know, well, they, they started to teach them, like, how to read the Bible and that kind of thing. And so that was the week before. So they were here a whole week. And then um, on the 8th, which the 8th is very interesting because that's also in Sam, our son, had the first day of his national exams so we have um we i wake up on tuesday the 8th and you know just the way that i can back up a little bit just the way that i've been preparing for labor um i felt like i had already set things in place <laughs> so i literally i even told diane i want it i want to go on labor in the morning i want it to be like a work day None of this going into labor in the middle of the night kind of stuff. I don't need that. <laughs> mm -hmm. Like where some women wake up, hit their husbands. Mm -hmm. Like it's happening. Like no, I want to. I want to start in the morning, be done. You know, in the evening, like a work day. <laughs> and so we had already kind of set that in place. And so on the eighth, in the morning contractions started and I knew that I was in labor you know some first-time moms it can go on for a couple days like contractions and and they can feel like they're in labor for for even over a day and they call them forced labors. <laughs> yeah our midwife says no one can be in labor for for three days that's mm -hmm. impossible but you know they can start having contractions or that kind of thing um 
So anyway, so Sam started his exams that morning. So we called him before all the contractions and everything got crazy. And like we called him at like six something in the morning to pray with him over his exams. And then he he had his first day. So as he was doing that, the other Quizera was also trying to come out. <laughs> he was also going through a test. Um, and really, we so we started... We started contracting. I started contracting. Um, But the cool thing was, is that, and if you hear any little baby, yes, Doxa is in here with us. So you can hear him at any time (laughs) giving his version of what happened. That that was all he had to say. So um, as I had been, I've been preparing for this thing for a couple years. Yeah, it's important to realize like, uh making a choice is one thing but also preparation is another thing and it's a very key pillar in everything as far as the results you're gonna get are concerned yeah yeah especially when it comes to childbirth (laughs) um but preparation is key so something that i had done probably the week before is to print scriptures out and put them all around our room any scripture that came to me, any scripture that I had been standing on through the pregnancy, through even before that, any time I would think about childbirth, you know, Galatians 3.13, it says that Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone who hanged on a tree, who was hanged on a tree. And so Christ had already taken the curse of really pain, the curse of suffering, of course, we're going to be persecuted as Christians. There's no promise against persecution. Uh, but I'm talking about the things that, you know, the Bible says by the stripes of Jesus, we were healed. And so that covers everything. You know, you don't have to put up with in, with anything. And so I was really standing on that scripture that Jesus had already become the curse for me. I, I'm not, I don't have to have the same curse that Eve had because Christ dealt with it. There was nothing that Christ left unfinished. So that was one. I mean, there were, there are a ton of scriptures. Literally, we're looking at them now. <laughs> yeah, there are many scriptures. And uh, uh, it's interesting to realize that you had to rehearse. <laughs> oh, you had to stand on these scriptures, not just at the end. But all throughout the pregnancy. Right. Because they had to become fresh. The Bible says, I think is, is it in Luke or it's in John? And John 1 14. Like the word became fresh. Yeah. Yeah. Like the word has to become part of you. It's not at the end where you start claiming them uh, as if (laughs) they are off you. It's something that you have to have believed and uh, settled deep inside of you. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, um, that day I did that same thing. I, I would, I got out of the bed. I said, this is the day. Um, we had already talked about who's going to be here, how it's going to go. Um, uh, I was, I had called Diane. I was messaging her. We had already talked through, um, okay, when you're feeling this, it's not time yet. So, if I'm not rushing over, don't freak out. As you know, she's already told us that. So we were messaging back and forth about the contractions. They're this far apart. They're this close together. Um, they last this long. Emma was tracking the contractions. <laughs> he yeah. did a great job with that, by the way. I, I had my timer. <laughs> and I, 
I had to be actuated. I didn't know what whatever timing you wanted, but I just kept on doing whatever I was told to do. I talk. pointed at him when it started and I pointed at him when it finished. Um and so we the women that we wanted here were obviously the midwife, Mama Mary, who's Emma's mom. I think y'all know about Mama Mary. Um my mom, Nana Nancy, and then Pastor Amy. And those ladies were here pretty much right away. Um, yeah. We called them, and they were here. They were praying, 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 getting to know each other better, praying, praying, praying. They were they were thinking, if this midwife doesn't come, <laughs> then we're going to have to deliver this baby. Um, but, you know, they didn't know that we, we were talking, and we were in communication, and... Um, Anyway, she she came in that early afternoon, maybe, right? Something like that. But during the, the contractions, they were very intense, of course, because you're literally birthing a baby. But the mind is so important. The the mind is so so important, which is what I knew, and so everything that I had had been prepping in my head, <laughs> I that day. I was I was doing what I had prepped for. So one of the things it just remind me of that scripture Isaiah twenty six three to four which says you keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts you. Yeah. And it's true. So I was thinking about Christ, I was thinking about Doxa even being fifty. I wasn't thinking about the contraction or or, you know, oh, this is bad. I wasn't thinking about that. I was thinking about Doxa, um, even his life, who he would marry, the friends that he would be hanging out with, you know, and, and really creating that world, like prophesying over that. And so I, I wasn't really present, <laughs> mm. like in that, oh, I'm contracting, you know, I would walk out and, and they would be like, how far apart are your contractions? And I would say, I'm contracting right now. Like, really, God stepped in. And if you think about the things that you're going through in the moment, you know, it doesn't have to be childbirth. It can be anything. If you're thinking about that, one, it's going to be way worse because you're magnifying whatever it is. And two, you're not going to be able to see past it, and it's going to feel like H double hockey sticks. Yeah, so it's very important where your eyes are, are right. set. Yeah. The Bible tells us to f set our eyes on the things above. Yeah. Because the things which are, are physical, the things that are seen are temporary. But the yeah. things that are not seen are, 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 are what? Internal. So yeah. it's very important, uh, even in every state of life, even if you don't need to be in a crisis or whatever you call it, it's supposed to be a pattern of life. It's supposed to be a, a lifestyle. Where do you set your eyes? The Bible calls us that we are raised up with him and seated with him in heavenly places. Yeah. So, actually, I usually say like the, the spiritual world is more real, more real yeah. than the physical world. It takes a mind that is steadfast on Christ. So, anyway, that was it. The midwife came, and now whenever I, I say like I was in labor, I was contracting. I was walking back and forth. I didn't want to sit down. Sitting down literally would hurt. 
<laughs> like in a contraction game. So I was up walking around, and I say that cheerleading and worship, praise and worship at church, that really trained me for that one, <laughs> like to stand up the whole time. I stood up pretty much the, the entire day, right? Right, yeah. And, and moved around, walked around, um, and really had to keep my mind in order, keep my keep my soul um at peace and it was such a peaceful day yeah very peaceful we had wonderful nanas around and uh, uh pastor amy of course so as i said i had atmosphere was really perfect and it, it wasn't chaotic we had brave people around us uh, who could keep us just i mean like support us you know there's yeah. a time where you have people around you who are just gonna grow out of you like suck the energy out of you but these right. people were just empowering yeah yeah and i mean most of the time we were in the bedroom and the door was shut so like the rest of them were in the living room you know and they could they didn't know what was happening <laughs> so i know that was like torture to them because they could hear things but they didn't have context around it mm. so um yeah, anyway, that was funny. So anyway, the midwife came early afternoon and and she, you know, just watched me for some time. And we had already talked through before, if you're familiar with childbirth and, and delivery and all of that. We had already talked through before, um, like, to be as natural as we could be. So no, there was no pain medicine. Honestly, there wasn't one time when I was like, thinking give me pain medicine mm. there are no epidurals with the home birth like you know what an epidural is babe like a, a shot a shot no. like in your in your back that numbs everything uh, yeah. like below uh. the waist pretty much um so we're not condemning those things if most women do have those but there was no part of me that was thinking oh i need one of those i need pain medicine so basically i just labored and labored diane came she watched me she observed me um there came a time where actually what got her here was because i vomited <laughs> and if you i'm sure if i'm sure my mom when she heard that she probably thought oh my gosh that's you know like that's horrible because they weren't in the room with us <laughs> but actually there was a time that i was fighting back like the vomit this might sound really gross but there was a time i was fighting back the vomit and then something in me which i believe was the spirit just said let it out <laughs> so i vomited oh man i felt so much better like everything just loosened up and i messaged diane hey i vomited and then she came um and so whenever she got here she watched me observe me like i already said and then um, I wanted to get some fresh air. So we went outside on the balcony, still moving, walking around. I wasn't talking much. And honestly, whenever the, the moms out there were talking, like, and not praying, I would say, please just pray. I don't, I can't talk right now because I was, I wasn't present. I had to be fixed and focused. So and I, I apologized later because I didn't want them to think I was being <laughs> rude to them. Um, but we went out on the balcony. And when we got out there, um, I looked down at Diane's van. And I was reminded of her 
mission, which is written on the side of the van, to take fear out of childbirth, which yeah. really, that's something that I've always loved and, and read about childbirth and the power that fear has when you let it creep in. And it makes things so much worse, just like in everything else in life. And so, and it makes it painful. And so the fact that there was no fear, there was no fear. Every time a contraction would come, we would embrace it because I knew that that was pushing the baby out. And we needed contractions. And yes, this is, this is good. So there's a scripture that says, rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. First Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18. So I would say rejoice always, rejoice always. So every time a contraction would come, I would rejoice, rejoice. Yeah, it's really funny because some of the things that are supposed to push us closer to our victories usually mm-hmm. the enemy wants to use them and creep in fear yeah. but as second Timothy one seven says we he has not given us a spirit of fear right. so whenever you embrace fear it's just know that you've <laughs> you've just opened up a door for another spirit which is not from god now when it came to <laughs> to giving birth obviously you know when you're doing something for the first time that you've never done before it can bring fear or uncertainty. Right. Um, that's why it's so important in your mind. Now, this might sound crazy to some people, but to already have been been in that place. Obviously, things might not go as you plan 100%, but to already have prepared and, and laid it out um, in the spirit. All right, this is going to be great. My body is not going to tear. My body is going to do what it's supposed to do. And baby, you're also going to do what you're supposed to do. Uterus, you're, you are going to do what you're supposed to do. Um, training your mind, training your body, speaking the things of God. First Timothy 2.15 says, And she will be saved through childbearing if they continue in faith and love and holiness with self-control. And you can't have self-control if you have fear. That's that verse always intrigued me. Like she will be saved through childbearing. Like, okay, what is, that? <laughs> you know, I want to know the magnitude of that. And really, I feel like the Lord's still been revealing more and more about that. Um, so with most um, delivery deliveries, especially like in the hospital, the doctors will check you to see how far along you are. And so with Diane, we had already said, you know, <coughs> We had already said that she would check me. I'm using the word check, but I think you guys know what that means. To see how far you're dilated. So, um, she said that she would check me whenever I wanted to be checked. And so, we were outside on the balcony. You know, I read that that quote on her van, uh, taking fear out of childbirth. And then I said, okay, I think it's time for you to check me. And so she checks me. We go back in the room. She checks me. And I was at seven centimeters already. Seven. <laughs> and I cried for joy, you know, with joy. Like, hey, we're at seven centimeters. And we've, you know, had a previous experience with one of our girls. And it literally took her all night to be at seven. And so we know we knew what that meant. Like, seven is so close to ten. Once you reach seven, typically the baby is about to be out. And so that's where we were. I, we took pictures. 
<laughs> Smiling pictures, Amanda. Amanda. I put my makeup on, yeah. I, my eyebrows. I said, I'm about to meet my son for the first time. I have to be looking good. <laughs> right, yeah. That was really funny seeing you getting your makeup and trying to look nice for a baby. <laughs> <laughs> I had to. I had to. So we got to seven centimeters and then all the moms came in and they prayed for me. They laid their hands on me. It was a really special time. And Emma laid his hands on me and prayed. We have pictures from that. It was so beautiful. Um, and they even asked me, like, are you laboring in your back at all? And I was like, no, I'm, I'm, it's just in my stomach. And so, which was perfect. That was what we wanted. And, and then right after they went into the living room, all of a sudden I started feeling this thing in my back. And I was like, huh, what is this about? And, you know, what should have been pretty quick was taking longer than we expected, you know, and, and we were like, huh, what is this? And, and I changed my position of, of going into labor because now something was happening in the back and come to find out, you know, whenever Diane checked me, Doxa was in the perfect position, but like he was, you know, whenever you you give birth, the baby's supposed to be facing the floor whenever they come out, like looking at the floor. Well, Doxa decided he was going to turn his whole body around <laughs> once we reached seven centimeters. <laughs> and he turned completely around, and that's what I was feeling in my back. And so now we would be back to back. Which is, which is something that I tried to avoid literally the whole last trimester of pregnancy. <laughs> like, I, I called my husband the back police, right? Right. <laughs> because he would always tell me, don't sit like this, don't lay on your back, make sure you're on your side, which is what the midwife had told us. I spent the whole last trimester trying to keep him from being back to back, but when it came to seven centimeters, he turned on his own. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. And I just feel like someone could also be out there saying that I've done all things right. Oh. And um, I've done everything. But why is it the opposite of what I'm, uh, is manifesting right now? Just want to encourage you that, that the end is, is with the Lord. It's not the end. Like God has the perfect picture, the perfect end picture of everything, right? Yeah. And so whenever he, he did come out at the end of it all, which we'll get to in a minute, when he did come out, he was looking at the ceiling, <laughs> which, which in the spiritual, like if you think about it, I don't want my baby looking at the floor when he comes out. <laughs> you know, he was looking up and so. It was cool. So anyway, after he finished his turning, it was time. And we were right in here. We were recording right now in our bedroom. We were on the floor. It was time to push. Yeah, you pushed. And pushed. <laughs> and pushed. And once, once I figured out, okay, this is how you do it. <laughs> it was pretty fast. Um, but something happened, you know, right when we were at the end. Like, she could even feel the baby's head. And, you know, Emma was right there. I applaud you, babe. <laughs> you were right there watching it all. <laughs> mm -hmm. you, know, you know, they tell my husbands, keep your eyes on the wife's face. Like, stay, <laughs> keep your eyes up. But he was right there, like, with the midwife <laughs> looking. <laughs> um, but 
it was right towards the end. She could feel the baby's head. And then I get this cramp in my butt, like a muscle, <laughs> muscle cramp in my butt and my leg. And I was like, oh, I can't. Like she was telling me to push and I was like, I can't. And, and the moms were hearing that. It's me saying that I can't do it. And, you know, who knows what they thought. It was like torture to them because they didn't have any context about what was happening. Um, but they were praying and they went, I know Mama Mary went in the kitchen, got on her hands and knees. She was going at it like in prayer. And by the way, the power of a praying mom, I'm just saying, you know, it's, it's really amazing. Um, but I had a cramp. And so Emma, what happened? What happened with you, babe? Yeah, it's just that place where I'm like, I think we've had enough drama for that day. It's time to sort everything. So I, I was like, Spirit, what's now next? So the Spirit gave me that scripture. Um, I think it's in Romans. Uh, yeah, it's Romans 8.11. Romans 8.11, yeah. Uh, which says that the, if the Spirit of the Lord of Christ, that is like a Christ from the dead, lives inside mm-hmm. of you, it will give life life to your mortal body. So now I, I knew that Spirit was saying now it's beyond just the physical. So since that pain was there now, it's going to give life to your mortal body. So got that yeah. scripture, read it out. Yeah, and Pastor Amy was actually in the room with us holding my head, <laughs> and it was funny because he re- he reads the scripture, and I raised my hand like I received the scripture. I didn't say anything. I just raised my hand, and she goes, oh, another contraction's coming <laughs> because, she th- because she thought I was saying, oh, another contraction is coming because that's when you push is when the contractions come. Um, but I was saying, no, I received the scripture. And so in the next couple pushes, he was out mm-hmm. after you read that. And, you know, the interesting thing that the Lord revealed to me is that, you know, here in Uganda, we write the date different than we do in the United States. We start with the day, which it was the ele- which it was the 8th, and then um, the month, which is eleven. For November and then 22 of course and so it was interesting because that scripture was Romans 8 11 and the date that he was born was 8 11 when you're writing it how we do here in Uganda and it was very interesting because that's the scripture I've been praying over him is that same one you know if the same spirit that raised Christ Jesus from the dead lives in you then he will give life to your mortal body and we can take that scripture and stand on it um so he came um out in the next couple of pushes and it was just so amazing and um and from that point you know they put him on my chest we spoke over him baby you spoke over him that that's really powerful because uh the first word always the baby hears are always so fundamental. And, uh, this is, that, 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 that's where I was talking about that, that spiritual gate where the kid is getting into another phase. So right. we have to speak life. We have to speak the scripture. The, we have to speak the word of God. That, that's what I mean. Yeah. And, uh, it's really a wonderful experience to know that he, he's hooked into the, and he's hooked into the word already. He's already mm-hmm. sealed into the word. 
it doesn't matter what the enemy had to say. Right. Yeah, it was really powerful, and we have it on video, so that's awesome. Um, yeah, so they came out, and then our lives were completely different after that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Life got completely different when we got to know that you are pregnant, then life got different when it came. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and now, I mean, at the time that we were eating dinner before, we're now in bed most nights. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it, it was really amazing having, um, you know, our moms here and then, you know, we got settled in. He ate so well. The very first feed, he slept. Um, yeah, and those were things that we had sorted in the spirit, is what we say. Yeah, the scripture tells us to redeem time in Ephesians chapter five, verses fifteen. Tells us to walk circumspectively, not as fools but as wise, redeeming time. But there is a power when you sort things in the spirit, even before. When you speak life, when you speak healing, the word, yeah. the word before even that actual place, uh, that's redeeming time. So we had already redeemed the time for where we are right now. Yeah. Yeah. So things like there being enough milk, not tearing, all, all those things that can seem trivial even, or like things that you deal with when they come. Now you sort those way in advance. Even before I was pregnant, I sorted that one. Mm. Um, yeah, I think you can also hear Doxa talking about his <laughs> milk. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so w we wanted to share our story with you. And, um, you know, we want you to choose what you have peace about. It's so important. And even if it's different than what people typically do, you know, we want you to choose what the spirit is, is leading you to do. We're not telling people, go out and have a home birth. <laughs> Um, but we are telling you, and whatever choices that you have to make in your life, to choose what the Spirit is leading you to do. It's so important. And and it's not hard to hear His voice. You know, sometimes people overthink that. Hi. Um, sometimes people can overthink that. But uh, lead, uh, I mean, go and do and choose what you have peace about. Now, a couple of things that people ask us um is about the birth certificate because you know most babies they get their birth certificate right away um or in uganda after a couple days and it's through the hospital um but for us um diane our midwife she fills out a document basically saying i was there these are the parents and then we take it to a government office and they give us the birth certificate so yes he can still get a birth certificate Another question, and babe, I'll shoot this one to you, was were we scared um, of what would happen like when we were anticipating the home birth? Fear is not in my future. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, talking about fear, I, I don't remember any time being fearful. Like, uh, usually people fear because of the because of the unknown, not yeah. knowing the future or what is coming. Like, up. what if? What if, yeah. But uh, actually, God spoke it. We stand by the word. We don't know uh, about any other, other thing. So, I don't, I, the truth is, I don't, I, I don't remember fearing at all. And, uh, the only, the, the only place where, uh, I, I, as I said, I got 
irritated like saying that now this is too much and we never planned to have these issues of how do you call it the thing you had a cramp the cramp i was like no this is not enough now i was like now spirit what what are, what are you saying but i, I don't re i don't remember fear i don't remember fear it's like i knew this is the day the lord has made we are gonna rejoice so and always god is true to his word he's true to those who trust him at times i want to encourage us to like you got to <laughs> to fear that you don't fear <laughs> <laughs> you get worried when you are like you, you never worry about anything because god he tells us be be anxious of nothing yeah that was one of the scriptures too right yeah so I, at times you got to fear that you don't fear <laughs> you know um and people were asking him like what if you what if you like need to go to the hospital or like what if something happens we had talked through that with my midwife and actually i have a couple of friends who have actually had diane as their midwife and so one actually did end up going to the hospital which was i think it was our midwife's only time <laughs> or the first time at least that she had to send um someone to the hospital during a home birth and she's delivered thousands of babies um and then my other friend she's already had two births with diane at home so um we talked through that but we knew that we wouldn't need that yeah but sometimes um even for other people who are who love you and care about you you want to make sure that even they have peace of mind especially if they're going to be here mm -hmm. yeah it's always very important to walk in wisdom yeah and at times yeah and prepare yeah yeah and prepare yeah and at times god speaks through some people yeah. So it's always important, like you, you listen. Most of when you have leaders around you and other people who are around you, right? Yeah, yeah. If your leaders are speaking something, you want to make sure you follow through with it, because um, yeah. the Holy Spirit could be speaking to you. You don't just want to ignore that. And that it came from our leaders. Make sure you're prepared. Right. Yeah. So that's very important. Um. <laughs> Dark stuff. Uh, um, uh, and then another question was about like the epidurals and the medicine and um, Diane she she does have medicine in case people want it but honestly we never even discussed it that day um, yeah the, the good thing with Diane is like she will, she will give you options and uh, according to your faith <laughs> Jesus always told people according to your faith so according to your faith it can be done to you so she has th that option and then if you just need it, it, it she could administer that but we are stood to the word and we are just excited to see it come to pass yeah um one of the downsides of a home birth is that you have to clean up everything <laughs> on your own <laughs> luckily we had the moms here to help us with that and but emma you, you did a great job babe cleaning up all the stuff <laughs> yeah it was interesting uh, thank you to the nanas uh -huh. they helped us a lot with the cleanup and and making the home once again a home because it had done it really by what <laughs> <laughs> yeah and we had um for like for the practical side of it we had bought some chuck pads like some 
big pads that people use, like maybe in a hospital bed or like the elderly use. Even animals, like even people put their animals on them uh, to use the bathroom and stuff. And we use all of those things. <laughs> um, we use those. We used clear, what do you call those, like clear plastic sheets. Um, very practical things that, that we used. Um, yeah. And then where are we now? <laughs> where are we now is, um, and, and how are we moving forward? Um, so the cool thing is that Sam, he finished his exams the next day. So we actually called him that night and I think I woke him up when I, <laughs> I called his school, but I wanted to tell him, um, he actually got to come home the next day on the ninth. And so he's been with us. We've been um, navigating the new season as a family, all the dirty diapers and and crying and breastfeeding. There's so much breastfeeding. Um, and just navigating as a family. But the cool thing is, is that my mom got to be here. Her and Nana Nancy got to be here for another week after he was born. Well, really, it was like 10 days. And we got to have Christmas together. We celebrated an early Christmas. We celebrated mom's birthday. Emma's dad, dad and, um, one of his siblings got to come. We, we, we really got a lot of family time in. And so that was so, so special. Where we are, we are into family. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. absorbing the moments. Uh, recently I was reading something which says that you enjoy your kid. When he's young, because he will never be young again. So we're absorbing every moment uh, and rejoicing with every day. Yeah. So that's our story. And, um, you know, if you're interested or you have more questions, you can reach out to us. But anything else you want to add, babe? Anything we forgot? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. Um, but as you can probably hear, Doxa is now feeding <laughs> so, <laughs> so we're gonna jump off of here but um we wanted to share that with you and thank you for listening if you have any questions you can reach out and uh we just want to encourage you <laughs> we just want to encourage you to be brave um make good choices as the spirit leads you even if it sounds crazy <laughs> yeah yeah thank you guys Talk to you soon.